Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning Excellent. on a global scale. Wednesday, May 9th, 4.45 p.m. Alright, we made it. Home sweet home. What? Who's who's that guy standing there on the porch? Oh my. I think it's actually him. No. Yes. No. In the flesh. That's Greg Goldman. What the hell is he doing here? I don't know. Like, fuck I up. can't believe this. <laughs> After all this shit we've just been through. Yeah, and all this new shit that I just don't want to deal with that and now he represents. Greg Goldman on my doorstep. Let's, uh, well, hey, let's sneak out and go around back. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. back door. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. Fuck this. We, yeah. can, we need to just chill for a bit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we'll deal with this later. Bob Dylan song where that concert whenever someone in the audience goes Judas and he goes I don't believe you you're a liar and then he turns to the man and he goes play it fucking loud and they like bust into this weird version of like a rolling stone it was pretty cool and then they're like Judas in Judas Judas in in my mind Charlie Charlie Strong Charlie Charlie in my mind whoa Devon Dane Teddy you went to Texas, and then you got real cash. Now you are so cash. You're now you're mega cash. But now you're all elite. Or do we want to shut the window when we actually go? Are we ready to actually go? Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Wow, yeah, that's a big difference. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Hey, weekend? hey, hey, hello, hello. Hello! Hello! What's up, guys? How you doing? How you doing? All right! Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 21. It feels like a decade since we've been back here. Julie Christie. I am Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont (laughs) Rand. Hey, everybody. It feels like a fresh start. Yes. In, In the best possible way, like, not like something bad happened to us and we need to, like, Fresh start, like well, some bad life. stuff kind of well, happened. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but, but I think everything generally overall ended up pretty well. We got, you know, we're, we got what we yeah. want. We have no Vince to worry about, no Grand High Exec. Ted's on our side. Greg Goldman is 
made his appearance. Uh, yeah. Um, we don't know what's going on with that exactly. Well, I mean, yet. he obviously, I get like he, you know, kind of said what he said, and uh, we didn't really have much of a response. So I guess we're just going with it. Yeah, we've just been through a lot of shit coming back from Atlanta. Um, but I expect uh, we'll be hearing more from him soon, sure. and you may be as well. Um, Probably. But uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, you know, it's been a bit since we've. You know, been back in this saddle for an episode. We were going to do one last week. Various reasons why we did not. One of which being, hey, let's come back for AEW fresh start right after Double or Nothing. Because we kind of ended our last AEW tenure with Revolution. So what better time to come back with the next pay-per-view and kind of their marquee show. For sure, yeah. And we did Blood and Guts. So it's kind of been the hits. Yeah. Um, But now, you know, we're we're back in it full. And what a great way to come back. Mm. Um you know, uh, like, it was a lot. And, like, we had to take time for our lives to kind of breathe a little yeah. bit. I mean, I turned 33 yeah. uh, during the interim. Yes, you did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, so, you know, we needed time to kind of let sort of things process, let our lives breathe. And now we're kind of back to this. Yeah, I mean. And we got a lot of fun shit to talk about because Double or Nothing, obviously. But, yeah, you know. and, I mean, we're you know, we're hoping we're going to be back on the weekly grind here, you know, at least sure. for the near future. Um you know, content kind of to be determined. I mean, obviously, we're going to still be talking about AEW and watching Dynamite each week, but, you know, we're not going to dedicate or we don't think the amount of time to that and kind of just allow time for other things and other segments. Um, you know, we're just going to kind of feel it out and see how it goes. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, with that um, said... Let's go ahead and kick it off. We got a big. We got a big. We got a big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we do uh, have some news that we teased in uh, some of our YouTube videos last week, and that I mean, we've kind of been building towards this for quite a while. Uh, you know, one thing we've always kind of wanted to do with this show that we haven't yet is interviews. Um, so we have officially locked in our first interview, and I'm pulling up my calendar here just to make sure I've. Well, I guess the date doesn't matter because the episode won't come out. But during the week of June 14th, our inaugural interview will be someone who's been very near and dear to our show. (laughs) Someone we're very excited to have on. And I'm excited that he will be our inaugural interview. And that is AEW Zone. Alex Marvez. Tuesday. Gundarts on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> or as you've called them in the past, what are some of the nicknames? You've oh, had? Um, receding Marvez. Um, you know, uh, glasses Marvez. Glasses Marvez. Um, the city of Las Vegas was once known as Marvez. Marvez. Yeah, it was lost because of Jericho. It was. Yeah, and uh, man, no, that that that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. Like we've been holding that secret in. It's been like For- some horrible repressed thing that happened to us, like way back <laughs> when, and now we're like. Letting it all it's out. Pretty it's pretty much run. been since like January that we got a commitment from him, yeah. but you know, it was one of those things. He actually worked a lot on Jericho's book. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, hit me up in the you know, spring, early summer when that's going to be coming out, which I think that's like June 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's going to want to be promoting that, obviously, but. Um, this came about, so Marvez is primarily an NFL writer, and when I worked for the Bengals, I met Marvez a handful of times, because he used to cover the Bengals and knew all my bosses, and I just had a bunch of great conversations with him then, um, and I may have mentioned this on one of our shows, that when New Japan had their first show in the U.S. in 2017, I saw Marvez in the crowd, and I knew he was a wrestling fan, and 
you know, fast forward, he's working with AEW and we're doing this. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, I had many interactions with the guy personally. I'm like, I bet we can get him on the show. And, you know, it's been a series of emails and getting it all scheduled. But we are very, very excited. And, you know, Incredibly. beyond that, we've got a couple other interviews scheduled as well that we'll kind of hold on to. Uh, not wrestling related necessarily, but uh, so happy and excited to kick it off with Marvez. And, you know, I guess we'll be probably three weeks or so away from that. But. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's um, coming up soon. We're building toward it. Um, big first interview. Um, Going to be a lot. Um, and, it, like, really honored to talk to him and... Um, you know, kind of glad that, you know, we, we've got this set up and it's going to be kind of a, a new, different era, you know, yeah. uh, very independent. We're kind place. of in this era now, you know, like we've talked, you know, we mentioned on episode 20, we're going to do a Ring of Honor episode with Joe Coff at some point. You know, like we said, AEW will kind of be the fulcrum of this show, but we're going to spin it off in a lot of different directions. And like we said, even these other interviews aren't necessarily wrestling related, but we'll probably have some sort of fun wrestling spin on them. Yeah. 100%. But uh yeah, it's a it's a new era for the Brainbuster boys. Strap in and uh hop along for the ride cuz as you've been along for the first 20, who the fuck knows where this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh well, we got a fun summer ahead of us. You know, I'm kind of looking forward to a summer of us doing what we want and not not the whole studio pressure uh narrative that's dogged us for since 2021, quite <laughs> frankly. Um I blame that on 2020. Oh, well, that, well, I, well, I blend this whole thing on joining VGM and Chad and Diesel. Yeah. It's all their fault. <laughs> I got, oh yeah, so yeah, since 2021, I got you. Yeah, it's been a, been a wild ride, but hey, at least we ended on good terms with Vince, seemingly, you know, as weird and crazy as that all was. You know, that, that just came straight from the heart, and like, I felt like I saw something in him, you know, that I kind of saw in myself from time to time, you know, just with struggles with like expectations and like it even comes like that with making the show you know sometimes you know we you know are like oh man we gotta like go out and do this we gotta make sure it's great and yep. like th that can be burdensome and i can only imagine how that applied to him and uh yeah uh i'm glad we kind of ended things on a good note well hey partner uh shall we uh dive right into double or nothing or is there anything else we need to to get off the chest before we dive in no i think let's leave the surprises in store for the listeners the other surprises yeah yeah because yeah. we have a lot yeah mm -hmm. well um hey uh it was last night may 30th uh double or nothing daily's place jacksonville florida and Wow, just having the fans back full throttle, you know, the sun peeking in for those first couple matches was sweet. It was just a great night. We had a great night. A gr you know, we're, we're all vaccinated. We're getting out of the pandemic. So we had, you know, six, seven friends together. Um, Pizzas, our, beers. Yeah, our buddy Azar, who's been referenced a million times on this show, came up from Atlanta to watch it with us because he was driving up north anyway. And that was, a you know, kind of a surprise from earlier in the week. You had a friend come down from Columbus. I, we had another friend from Louisville. So just an awesome night. Some great wrestling. Um, and yeah, let's let's talk about it. We won't dig too much into the buy-in, the Serena D. Brijo match, because we were kind of all talking and everyone was arriving. But that was an awesome match. Yeah, great yeah, it was action. still a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Good back and forth. You know, great way to set the tone. Uh, but we kick off the main show... With uh, Hangman Adam Page defeating the machine, Brian Cage, in 12 minutes, 7 seconds. And this was one when we did our picks on YouTube last week that 
You had mentioned what could be the match of the night. I'd thought would open the show. It did, and it certainly opened it off on a bang. Yeah, definitely a top five match of the night, I'd say. Not top three. You know, it, it didn't quite, you know, get, but it was still very compelling. In 12 I minutes, thought. you know, like they did a lot in that amount of time. Yeah, and like, that's a good matchup too with Hangman oh, yeah. versus Big Ass, you know. Like, because him and Darby were a lot of fun together because it was big versus small, you yeah. know. And like, this was kind of not that big of a contrast, but it was still electric. But oh, like yeah. in a more surprising, interesting way than big versus small. Yeah, two just yeah. big, great athletes. I mean, Cage is an absolute monster. He's a machine. And, you know, he's only like 5'10", 11, but he's enormous. Yeah. Hangman's, you know, more like 6'1", 6'2". And, again, just both athletic freaks. Um, you know, it started with a bang, as I said, just like hot and heavy, big strikes, fast-paced. I mean, you know, they got a lot in in that 12 minutes. Um, and again, just the pop for Hangman when he came out with that full crowd was awesome. Just a lot of big strikes and suplexes. Cage hit him with like the suplex on the ramp outside earlier, yeah. which I think drew a holy shit chant from the crowd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> holy shit. What a theme. <laughs> yeah, we'll go, get... Go ahead and see that right now. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Um... Cage at one point attempted a buckshot lariat that Hangman got out of, and then he attempted one, which Cage got out of, led to a German suplex and two big power bombs by the machine, which led Hook and Ricky Stalks to come out after, you know, first 10, 11 minutes were so competitive. You know, we were hoping the interference wouldn't come, but we kind of knew it would. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of more towards this, I guess, slight face pivot for Brian Cage. Yeah. You know, this has kind of been slowly building with him and Starks and Hook for a while, and that continued here. They come out, and uh, Starks basically handed Cage the FTW title, like, use this, and he's like, no, and tells Hook to get away, and then he got hit with the buckshot, and yeah. he lost. And I remember immediately when the match oh, ended, best part, yeah. Taz, son of a bitch! Yeah, he was pissed! Just, like, right when the bell rang. They were, I remember, like, the timing was perfect. It was, like, ding, 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 and that came in. Like, none of us were talking and making a noise, and it was just, son of a bitch, and we all lost it. Oh, it was great. I mean, we'll go ahead and, like, at least kick this part off. He was very upset, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, clearly, like, you know, like, it's fun having him on commentary because, like, you know, him being sort of the um, biased commentator, he really can sort of, like, just drag sort of the emotional arc oh, of the match, like, with him. There's nothing Big, better than yeah. a good heel color commentator. For sure. Like a Bobby Heenan in Royal Rumble 92. But, yeah, Taz Callis when he's on as mm. he was later. Uh, and, the, you know, those seeds of the slight face pivot continued after the match as Cage was kind of arguing with Starks and Hook, and, you know, Taz's like, I don't know what the hell he's doing, and kind of yeah. shoved him away. I did like Starks because he has a legit neck injury. Like, his cage got in his face. He's, like, pointing at his neck, like, don't hurt me, and just kind of shoved him. But yeah. great contest to kick off this awesome show. And, yeah, interesting to see where things go for Brian Cage, too, because I think he could be a great face, and, you know, maybe he'll end up facing off against the likes of Will Hobbs and Starks and whatnot right. at some point. But, you know, it seems like they're going with a bit of a slow burn approach, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um and as we said with Hangman, like, the losing's done. You know, it's time for him to start making his way back up. And who knows, he may be the one to ultimately challenge Kenny at All Out. Yeah, I mean, this is just the start for Hangman, <laughs> for damn sure. 
And um, yeah, no, like a lot, two interesting storylines that sort of spin out of this match. Yep. You know, Hangman's a little bit more predictable. Like you just kind of know where that's going because they invest a lot into it. Yeah. Cage, like interesting, a little surprising. I saw some people on Twitter saying Brian Cage face turn. Yeah. You know, and um, it seems like it's coming. It is. Well, yeah, something's got to disrupt Team Taz from inside. So the question will be when Cage leaves, will Team Taz get another, you know, a new member to kind of, because they, you know, that leaves them a little thin, especially with Stark's hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mostly Hobbs and Hook, which Hook, we still haven't even seen him in the ring, but Team Taz is going to be a factor one way or the other. Then we slide into match number two or the AEW World Tag Team title match where the Young Bucks defeat... Eddie Kingston and John Moxley in 21 minutes and nine seconds in what was a banger of a match. I mean, I guess we'll just go ahead and kick it off with hit watch. Hit watch. Hit watch. Hit watch. Oh, Moxley hit Dan Callis. Yeah, uh, you know, didn't really ever threaten, but you know, kind of our first official. Now that we're back, hit watch scenario with you know an interesting turn of events from initial hit watch with Callis now with the Young Bucks mm-hmm. against Moxley. Um, but yeah, unfortunately it did not happen, but Hitwatch will come back later oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's taken on a new dimension, a new fascinating one. Yeah, but this one started, if you recall, when the Bucks were doing their pose in the ring and the streamers came yeah. up and Moxley and Kingston just attacked them from there. And then Moxley ended up like going into the crowd, chugging a beer and slamming it on his head like yeah. Sandman from ECW. They end up knocking out Brandon Cutler and then finally the bell rings and they're off and running and and yeah just you know awesome teamwork on both sides here again Young Bucks just grinding into that heel persona they do it so well they're such little pricks um you know they do some cheating here and there and great heels yeah like you know Azar was saying earlier too it's like you know these guys kind of like have to like it's hard for them to be faces it's hard for you to like kind of like like them as like wrestlers, like want to support them because they just have this douchey sort exactly. of you know flair to them. Flair, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's like as good as wrestlers as they are, like it's harder to buy into the face characters. And now that they are the and the gear was awesome, the orange mm. and blue, you yeah, know, they continue to wear these flashy shoes, and you know, I feel like their offense as well is just more conducive to being heels. Yeah, um, in a, and again, just some good back and forth action, and then. As we all thought, the Good Brothers come out, and Frankie Kazarian, yeah. of all people, ends up kind of taking them out. But that makes sense in the story that the Young Bucks ended SCU, so now he's kind of got a vendetta against all those guys. Yeah. So good continuity there. And, you know, the match kind of turned when Matt Jackson was spraying Moxley with the aerosol can, yeah. bonked him in the head. And Cut started, and... Ble- that's what I guess got Moxley to bleed quite a bit thereafter. Uh, and that kind of took it to the next gear. I mean, Moxley was just tremendous in this match. Just, you know, he was fired up. He was seemingly in all the big moments. I know Kingston did get one real nice hot tag and mm. he was doing Oh yeah, like whenever Moxley was just bleeding and bleeding yeah, and bleeding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, then, and they teased that for like what seemed like five minutes. It was a while, yeah. And then Kingston finally got in. He did his suplexes. Um, you know, just some big moves there. And, um, you know, again, beyond that, Nick ended up hitting a big 450 splash. Mox and Kingston hit the double team doomsday device. Mox ended up hitting the paradigm shift. We're like, oh shit. But, uh, one of the young bucks ended up breaking up the pin. 
And then the super kick party happens, yeah. and there are many super kicks and many super kicks. And Kingston, unfortunately, was, you know, Kingston, it was great in this match, but towards the end, like he just had kind of disappeared. I guess he got taken out at some point. And, yeah. You know, just want to note also, like we weren't taking notes when we were watching this, so of course there's little details we may miss. But uh, yeah, I just remember at the end, like Moxley when he was in there just getting his ass beat, and they hit him with the BTE trigger, and he's just like, "Give me more," and I think ended up hitting four, and then that was it. But uh, yeah, just a you know very personal, very physical. Um, and I think, you know, I think we both picked the Young Bucks, but damn, it would have been nice to see Moxley and Kingston Yeah, and I mean, here. with that paradigm shift moment, they came very close. That was a big tease. Like that, and then in the, the three-man championship had another really big, you know. Yeah. Like, like both really good matches where you kind of knew the heels were going to win. Yep. Um, and, uh, they just, you know, did that well enough to where, like, whenever the faces, like, had that, like, one moment, you were like, Please. They were able to snuff it out, though. Yes. And a lot of, you know, I see a lot of people just on Twitter and online complaining often, not just this match, but how the Young Bucks, like, do too much double teaming and the ref doesn't enforce it. That's kind of like a theme that AEW haters kind of latch on to. Mm. I get it. Follow the rules, but it doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, really. I mean, but I mean, they're heels, too. You know? Exactly. Like, like I was saying last night, like, this is a corporate arc, like an Attitude Era but not with the name, you know, because it's like, you know, you have Callus now who's like, n- yep. not with Impact, but it's with him, but it's it's a corporate argument. You know, exactly. all those guys are EVPs, yep. you know, like like it has the veneer of that without it like having the, the name and the yep. labeling and the brand. And, and everyone knows that they are, you know, yeah. the elite, they are partially running the company and can kind of do what they want. Yeah, and, they, they just don't, you know, it's not as obvious as it was with... Um, Old Vince and uh, the crew yeah. back in the day. but Absolutely. But, yeah, awesome match here. Again, I mean, say what you will about the Young Bucks. They keep churning out these great matches, heel or face, and, you know, they're awesome. So, um, But, you know, it's been kind of a lot of heels. Actually, currently, we'll keep talking about it. All the titles are held by heels. Yeah. So um, just interesting to note there mm-hmm. as well. So we go into the Casino Battle Royal, and I'm not going to list off all the names, but Jungle Boy gets somewhat of a surprising victory. Not a huge surprise, but Jungle Boy defeats 20 other men in 23 minutes, 29 seconds. And I'll just kind of run through here. I have it up just like the blocks of people that came in. Uh, So first was Christian Cage, who we both picked, and a lot of the pundits thought were going to win. Um, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Dustin Rhodes, and Max Caster, who, you know, again, wasn't that great. But people love him. You know, I'm seeing all sorts of comments. People are loving Max Caster. And, again, I think he's better than he was when he came on. But it just doesn't always hit for me. Yeah, well, without, like, he didn't have Bowens there introducing him. So, yeah. like, it, it definitely was lacking. It definitely emphasized sort of what he was saying in the rap. And it was just, like, it was shitty. Yeah. Uh, but these five started, you know, started out kind of slow. Matt Seidel was the first one eliminated, which, interestingly enough, he was the wild card in last year's or one of these battle royals he was. Um, the next group was Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, 10, Nick Camarado, and Serpentico. Remember, Matt and Cassidy had come out and, like, they basically attacked 10 as he was coming out. And mm. 10 kind of got one over on him. Camarado is just a monster. Yeah. Remember that guy when we saw him fight Moxley when oh, he was yeah, still kind yeah, of a yeah, jobber? jobber yeah. So he's one we were talking last night about the old jobber high. Like yeah. He's definitely one. 
they kind of quickly moved up when the factory QT Marshall's crew was kind of brought That's on. Good. Congratulations TV. to him. Yeah, and Serpentico definitely a jobber. Um, Those guys kind of stink though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not really fans. Like they've been on Dynamite a good bit, and I just the, didn't. The Chaos Project. Lord, you, the, those, you, no, no, the the Order conspiracy. The Order conspiracy, or whatever they were. The the Order, you know, uh, organized whatever. They're but lame. yeah, and then at one point. Like Christian Hobbs and like Hart, like they all kind of disappeared for a bit. Remember yeah. at one point, like Christian's still in this, right? Mm-hmm. And he ended up coming back. But um, next group is Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, Colt Cabana, Anthony Bowens, and Pentagon, who looked awesome in his Joker outfit. Yeah, yeah, he did look pretty cool. That was unique. And he got some awesome moves in. Um, I'm just kind of looking here to see. I, I can't. There weren't. There weren't really any. Like I feel like the first half of this match, like nothing really noteworthy happened. No, like it kind. Of, like it, it was fun. It got really fun at the end. But like the first, I'm just even looking at these notes here, and it's like I don't really remember. Oh, 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 like oh, there oh. were no notable eliminations. Yeah, yeah there were. There, well, there was a great scream. Oh yes, 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 Cassidy yes. girl and scream. Like, and yes. like one of the best parts about that, I said this last night, is like it is not a front and center scream. They they don't like shoot him. No, where he's like, don't you do it? Yeah. And then he goes off and goes, ah! you know. Um, but uh, well, like, someone like had him up in like a power bomb or a spine buster, and he did it when he was up in the air. Like yeah. we didn't expect it at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like centered. Like you just hear it sort of on the periphery. Yeah, and like that's what's the best part about it. It is a, a not a focal detail but you catch it you catch it you pick up on it yeah it's good yeah it's great um and and also know that this is the first time i've seen private party wrestling in like i think as ian said the dockers and like Mm -hmm. their nice collared shirt i don't know if they've been doing that on like darker elevation first time i saw it and i I like it it's you know it shows their characters different now and that they're and like they still had like the jordans on and cool shoes but um, you know, they're loyal to Matt, that's yeah. for sure. And then, of course, yeah, we haven't mentioned Matt put that cigarette out hardy, who, um, you know, obviously was a big part of, you know, I think, uh, do we want to cut down to the final three? Let's well, cut so uh, the final group that came in, Jungle Boy, Mark Quinn of Private Party, Jobber Aaron Solo of the Factory, Evil Uno, who got a nice reaction, and Big Shoddy Lee Johnson. Um, Jobber High Salutatorian. Man. Yeah, Magnet so let's cloudy. yeah let's just skip ahead. The final five were cri- oh well before that no the wild card or the Joker uh, was Leo Rush who you hadn't seen before. Yeah, you I, know. Never, I never even heard of. Him. Yeah, he's been it all around the Indies. He had a, he was in WWE for a bit too, um, but he really didn't do much. You know, he's a good small flippy exciting wrestler. Um, I read that he's not signed to AEW full-time, but he still may make some appearances. But yeah, he was really only in it a few minutes. So yeah, I guess it did get to the final five, and then he came out, which the final five prior were Christian, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, and then the two private party guys, Isaiah Cassie and Mark Quinn. Leo Rush comes out. Yeah, I feel like he just did kind of a few quick moves, and then uh, Matt Hardy, I think, got rid of him pretty quickly. Yeah, he did. Yeah, dumped like, him. And then it remained those final five, and, you know, this is when things got interesting. Um, you know, Jungle Boy and Christian obviously had to kind of work together because uh, it was two on three. Matt tried to turn, you know, Hardy – or tried to turn – Jungle Boy against Christian, and Christian, you know, acted like he would, and then he chucked Hardy out. Um, that was after they had already eliminated the private party guys, too. So, yeah, Christian and Jungle Boy, the final two. And we kind of thought, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the 47 years moment to shine. 
in the ring, but uh, no, goddamn, we were surprised. Yeah, and like, that, and like this, this was like there were some surprises along the way. Yeah, and like, but this one like kind of said. I think there were like two or three of them that like went against sort of the grain with like not our picks, but what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, this was very re- rewarding. Yeah, you know, nice Jungle Boy also had a great showing in that last battle royal, the tag team battle royal as well so yeah and you know he keeps getting put in these good spots and he's gonna have a great match um so he will be fighting i think kenny in a couple of weeks look forward to that Mm -hmm. um and you know christian everyone kind of thought you know he was gonna win but i'm fine with it you know his whole thing is outwork everyone so let's let him earn it Um, yeah i feel like he'll probably get a future like dynamite tv title shot as well yeah just a very solid sound wrestler um, but yeah, Battle Royal, solid, nothing special, but definitely a fun ending. So we then go to the backflip match. Oh, the University Avenue backflip invitational. So hey, 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 yeah, hey. On Friday, context. When, on Friday when we did our picks on YouTube, uh, when we picked the Cody Rhodes Anthony Agogo match, you made the pick before me, and you said that if Cody lost, you would do a backflip onto University Avenue, which is your house where we watched it. Boyascos. Boyascos. Uh, I used to live there, but uh, Saverman did too. Yeah, and unfortunately for all, Cody, the American Dream, Cody Rhodes defeated Anthony Agogo in. For- 10 minutes, 32 seconds. For all? Are you sure about that? What? If all doesn't... It, well, well, all technically doesn't include me. It was extraordinarily fortunate for me. It oh, was like... Yeah. I, I, I was telling Ian about it, too, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I made this, like, stupid promise for attention, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did this thing just sort of on the high of the moment, and... Um, and then I remember, like, Micah, like, of course, like, took it and ran with yeah. it. Yeah. And then, of course, like, all these people were talking Tom, about it. Tom yeah. had said something, yeah. like, because, you know, because Cody's about to have a kid who's going to lose. Yeah. And so I, I, I remember I texted you the day after. I was like, I'm going to have to do a backflip. Yeah. And, like, I can't do a backflip yeah. at all. And then Ian was telling me, he's like, dude, that's really dangerous. You know, like, you're going <laughs> to land on your face. And, like, so obviously, I guess to be transparent about this, you know, like I had kind of been thinking like, okay, I'm not actually going to do it. Like, but we're going to have to do something mm-hmm. to compensate for that. Some sort of stunt. Yeah, some sort of stunt out on University Avenue on uh, Sunday night, yeah. on Memorial Day, which is yeah. today. You know, people driving back and forth. It's going to be weird. And I avoided that. And thank fucking Jesus. And Cody wins. And, you know, the match was fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. Um, we got to see a go-go do a lot more than we ever have. We talked a lot about the length too. Yeah. Like, like, like Azar was really big on like, oh yeah, it's going to be short, but it, it went a lot longer than ten, a lot expected. Ten and a half minutes actually is what it ended up at, which I had set the over under at 10 minutes and I'm like, it'll pro cause like, you know, most Cody matches on pay-per-view are 20 ish minutes yeah. and a go-go we've only seen him in short matches and he's really only kind of punched people, but right. You know, he did a little bit more. We saw a little bit more of his offense, but he's still, you know, he's still got some work to do in that ring. But, you know, Cody certainly did the best he could as well. There were some decent moves. Um, But, yeah, the match was just okay. I feel like the fans weren't too invested Mm -hmm. either, but it was fine. I'm not, it was the weakest match of the show, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't terrible. I mean, we were more into it because of the backflip scenario. Yeah, yeah, even just in the room for us, I feel like it was. Just the least, even with that stake on it, kind yeah. of the, eh, we were just kind of out of it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was a relief. I mean, the context, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the context train really drove this, and, uh, yeah, you know, like, I, you know, 
I felt relieved, but yeah, like not a very no, like I hard to really remember sort of specific. And kind, you know, where does a go go go? Where does a go 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 from here? Wake yeah. me up before you a go go. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing. They put him over huge. Put him over huge. Bronze medalist. He can't be beat. Now he's beat to Cody. You ever heard that Beach Boys song? The Key Lara go go. Oh yeah. Montia go go. Yeah. Baby, why don't we, we a go, go go down to Kokomo go go? <laughs> we'll get there fast and we'll, we'll take, take it, it slow go go. That's where we wanna go go. go. Back with Anthony a go go. And Urban and Charlie. <laughs> and the American Dream. Anywho, yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, not the song. That was great. I mean, Cody and a go-go. Um, so the next match, uh, TNT title, Miro defeating Lance Archer to defend his TNT championship in 10 minutes, 46 seconds. You know, this. I think everyone knew Miro was going to win. He just yeah. won the belt. You know, he's been built up huge. I picked Archer, but, you know, I even said the sensible pick here is Miro, but that was just kind of my potential surprise. Mm-hmm. But similar to a go-go with Archer, again, he keeps finding his ways into these big matches, but he never wins anything, and he never has, like, a sustained feud. And that's another reason why I'm like, maybe they'll flip the belt to him and he could give it back to me. But um, the match was good. You know, again, you know, these two matches back-to-back, I'd, you know, this chunk of the show with the battle royal and these two was a bit of the down part of the show and it really comes up after this but still a very entertaining 10 and a half minute match sure um one where archer dived over the top rope as miro came out and again just big strikes brawling remember early on miro like belly to bellied archer into the crowd yeah, and they, like yeah, landed yeah. on the fans um <laughs> we had snake the jake coming out with the snake, yeah. which we haven't really... I mean, snake in yeah. quotation marks, because right. we didn't really... And, and, and a black bag that he shakes around. Yeah, and, and then Miro got it and just chucked it. <laughs> <laughs> which was great. And yeah, then after that, like, Archer had to kind of save Jake from getting attacked, hit Miro with the choke slam, but then Miro kind of took control down the stretch with a you know few kicks, hit the super kick, and then the game... Over, which Archer actually kind of fought out of at first, and then he locked it in, and that was that. So, Miro's TNT Championship reign continues. Yeah, um, you know, like I kind of agree with you on Archer. I'd like to see kind of something that's a bit more sustained with him, like something where, like going into a match, I know he's just not another like body fighting some other person who's yeah. like won a championship, who's probably not going to lose it at that point. And now it is because that's how it was like. with him. That's how it was with Kenny, you know. And it was it's just what it is. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, Archer, yeah, let's put him in a feud that, you know, maybe it's not for a title, but that actually means something and he can get a victory. Um, but, yeah, fine match. And it would be interesting to see how Miro's booked with this because he has been booked so dominantly that it seems like he's going to have a long run and it's going to take a lot to get this belt off him. Oh, for sure. Like, who will it be? I don't know. Could Darby get... I mean, I feel like Darby's do a rematch at some point, yeah. but I don't think he's going to win it I mean, back. Would, would it be like a Team Taz guy, you know? Maybe Brian Cage when he turns face. Because yeah. he's kind You know, you got to have someone like a Darby or someone big like, like a Brian... Like, I feel sure. like Brian Cage could potentially be that guy. Yeah. But Especially if he does leave Team Taz. Yeah, yeah. Sure. As a face. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably going to be a face that takes it off. For Mira, sure, yeah. But I think he's going to hold it for, you know... 
three, four, five, six months, maybe. Yeah, for sure. And then we swing into the Women's World Championship match where Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeats the year-long champ Hikaru Shida in 16 minutes, 22 seconds. And unlike Drew McIntyre on Raw, Britt got what she deserved. Yeah, she did. No, I like... I think especially that moment at the end when she won and, like, there was sort of, like, a coronation there. Yeah. Like, it was very deserved. And, like, as much as we've ripped on her on the show, um, yeah, it was deserved. She's been in the best matches um, women for women in um, AEW. Yeah. Like, like she's had better matches than she did that I've seen, in my sure. opinion. Yeah. Sure. And just, you know, she's been on, you know, she was the first woman signed by AEW. She'd had the injuries. I think she and her probably heart of hearts probably thought she would have won the title before this point, but yeah. I think it all worked out the way it should have. You know, she had the broken nose from Sheeta last year. She had another injury at some point. She had the crazy match against Thunder Rosa, which she lost, but came out looking incredible. And yeah, once she got that, once this match was announced, I think this was the most predictable result on the show. But yeah. they made you, I mean, some of those near falls down the end were wild. Like mm-hmm. it was, it's definitely a slow starter, you know, like 16 minute match. I'd say the first half was just kind of eh. They were kind of getting warmed up, feeling each other out. But the last seven, eight minutes, you know, just so many big moves yeah. and near falls down the stretch. 100%. It was amazing. Um, well, and Reba, or Rebel, not Reba, got her the glove pretty quickly on. Remember yeah. early on, too. Oh, which, yeah, there, there was like a fake out for that, and yeah, she got out of it. That kind of went away, and then Sheeta really got the kicks and knees going late. She hit her with the Falcon Arrow. Um, you know, just so many big near falls. Remember, but when it really got towards the, you know, I remember multiple times being like, that's it. That's, you know, but the big one being the curb stomp onto the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Britt had done to Sheeta on Dynamite. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, that's obvious. And no, she kicked out and finally did get her in the lockjaw. But mm-hmm. um, hell of a title reign from Sheeta. She carried the company, you know, throughout the pandemic, carried the women's division. Um you know, had a lot of great matches along the way, but um, it's Brit's time. Yeah, no, it totally is. And, like, it's going to be, like, I think there are going to be some fun matches ahead, book, for her defending that title. Yeah. You know, she's great heel. Um, and, like, I think, yeah, like, now that she's, like, you know, that champion, like, you can really, you know, write some fun matches. Yeah, and just her character work has been so good as a heel. And just, we talked about it on YouTube the other day, just the improvement she's had in the yeah. last six, eight months. Oh, yeah. And, like, can you imagine, like, when Thunder Rosa challenges her for the title? That's uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. Whenever that, because Thunder beat her, you yeah. know. Um, and I think if Thunder Rosa was officially signed to AEW, maybe she would have had the belt a little sooner. But... Mm. Yeah, that I'm sure that match will be coming again, and it will be great. Okay. Okay. So next we had Darby Allen in the 62-year Sting defeating all ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in 14 minutes, 5 seconds. And Beaumont, this goes back to when Sting debuted. Winter is coming. Will he have a match? Yes, he had a cinematic match, but now he has his first real live match in front of fans in six years, and I'll tell you what, he looked fucking great. Yeah, he did, especially when he, like, ripped off his big, like, jacket and stuff and was, like, in his, like, ring attire. It was impressive. Yeah, it was impressive. Like, he, you know, like, it definitely was, like, a little slower. 
Yeah, well, they kept him limited, you know. Darby was in the whole early part of the match, and Sting was just kind of doing shit outside, and he would come in a little bit. So, like, they kept his time limited. Yeah, but, like, when he had moments, like, you know, whenever, like, he was up in the crowd, and he did, like, a big jump yep. off of, like, one yeah, sort he did. Of, yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. The, the flying splash or whatever he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he looked good when his time called. He did. Um, you know, he ended up getting the victory with the Scorpion Death Drop, but he hit the Stinger Splash a couple of times, the Scorpion Death Lock, so he got all the hits in. And yeah, you know, did he look like a 62-year? I wouldn't say so. No, but I, no I don't think he did either. You I know, think I'd... you said it last night, like in some of the like the Jericho matches we've seen where he didn't look super great, you're like, yeah, he doesn't really look much worse than Jericho did. No, then. no, not at all. I think it's pretty on par. Yeah, he looked good. Mm -hmm. uh, Darby, of course, looked amazing. I mean, he got chucked around a lot. Remember Ethan Page lifted him up and, like, threw him into the crowd? Like, that was insane. Um, you know, Darby is always going to bump around for everyone. Um, Ethan Page continues to impress me. Mm -hmm. um, he's, you know, he's someone I didn't see much really at all before he came in here. And his promos, his his facial expressions, he's really, he's very upset. Oh, he's the most upset person in AEW, I would say. Uh, but he just continues to impress me week after week, and he looked great here, and Scorpio Sky's always great, too. Yeah. So, yeah, this match, you Surprised. know. Surprised. Yeah, both of us. We both picked Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, but this was one, like the Cody Agogo match, like, as we got into the moment, I'm like, Sting and Darby ain't losing. Yeah. Um, and just as the match was going, you could just kind of feel like as good as Sting looked, like they're not going to have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Sting exceeded all expectations. I'm glad he's safe. Yeah. Um, he looked great. I'm sure the human being Sting, this was probably an incredible moment for him showing I can still do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope they don't use him too much. Yeah, no, I mean, like, he's going to get hurt if they use him too much. I mean, that's an inevitability at that age. Yeah, you know? I'm guessing it'll be like a pay-per-view only, you know, let's just keep him, you know, once or twice a year. Yeah, 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 reserve him a little bit. Let it, him talk, let him be sort of the, a guiding force. Which he's been great in that mm -hmm. role, you know? Yeah. Like, he's been good on the mic, he's been fired up, he hasn't been that upset. No, not at all. No, he, he seems really happy. Yeah, for real, yeah. Uh, but yeah, great match. Yeah, give him, give him like some cinematic stuff to do. You yeah, know, he's really him and Darby like are kind of made for that. Yeah, almost, and speaking which of which, of... that video that kind of led into it, where they were like driving in the desert or whatever. Oh yeah, well Darby's entire face was painted tonight. Yeah. You know, which like has to show the completion of some sort of an arc there. Yep. You know, the the guy with his full face painted, you know, becomes a father figure to the guy whose face is half painted. And yep. now the, the, the kid figure is yep. all painted. You know, like, it means There's something. There's something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, I think the reason we both picked Ethan and Scorpio was, like, they could have used this win more. Like, it would have sure. been a bigger deal. So, you know, they'll kind of fall back down. And yeah. we'll see, do they continue as attack? Like, I'm sure they're going to be a unit. I mean, maybe they, you know, you'd think maybe they'll challenge for the tag titles. But heel versus heel doesn't make as much sense. So... I'd like to see, well, again, now that all the titles are held by heels, it's hard to, like, think where these guys slot in. Sure, yeah. Uh, but there'll be factors for sure. And, yeah. you know, I guess on the other side, Sting and Darby, where do they go? I think, as we said earlier, Darby's naturally probably going to get a title shot at Miro again. Mm -hmm. 
you know, Sting just kind of remaining that manager, father-like figure, but getting involved. You know, Archer sure. kind of had some shit with Sting and Darby at some point, so maybe they go back that route. That'd be a fun fight. That'd be like a Brian Cage-Darby fight. Yeah, Archer-Darby yeah. could be cool. Except, except even bigger. Yeah. You, know, you could even lean into that a little more. Yeah, but uh, yeah, cool stuff. Red. So we get into our first co-main event in what I would call the match of the night for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega defeats Orange Cassidy and Pack in 27 minutes, 10 seconds to defend or retain the AEW World title. And, whoo, this was awesome. This is rad. No, it, like, definitely easily the best match of the night. And that's yeah. not an insult on the rest of the card. I would agree. Um, And, uh, yeah, no, it was just a lot of fun. And, like, the things you wanted to see here were the things that you saw. Yep. Um, with Pac, especially with Orange. Yeah. Like, when Orange got really into it, whenever, like, sort of the, you know, the, the lackadaisical Orange left and you had, like, serious, intense Orange oh, punching man. Orange, like, and the crowd was into it. Dude, Like, yeah. like that was, you know. I'm getting um, goosebumps right now. Yeah, I noted it last night, like, when Orange was fired up and the it's like, he was starting to get over right as the pandemic happened. Yeah. So, like, you know, with all these guys and women, like, to perform in front of the crowd, I'm sure was just exhilarating and amazing. But for a guy like him, you know, he'd been on the indies his whole career. He wasn't wrestling much when he first came into AEW and, like, had the big match against Packet Revolution. Then the fans are gone. Yeah. And he has these great matches with Jericho and this and that. But, like, this was his moment. And uh -huh. you could see it in his eyes, in yeah. his body language, that, like, this is one of the biggest moments of his life. Yeah. And, you know, I said it last night, like, Pack and Orange were so good in this match mm -hmm. that it almost overshadowed Kenny, but not Kenny's just so far. Like, they all just looked so good yeah, in this match. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and, and it was, like, hard to justify Kenny losing if, if that were going to be the outcome because, like, Kenny is who Kenny is. Yeah. Like, he, you know... Like I was saying last night, it seems to, at least from what I've watched, the sample size of current wrestling seems to embody it yeah. perfectly. And he, he's great, but man, those guys were just at at, a, at an 11 both last yeah, night. It was absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. And like the real near fall for Orange was when, you know, towards the end when I think Pack had hit the black arrow off the top ropes and then like Orange kind of slid him out and like he went for the cover. Yeah. And it was, there were just some crazy near falls there. A lot of great Orange punches too. Like, yes. Like that's like, like, before now, I thought that was just kind of a whatever sort of move. But like, or he has what the stun dog millionaire. Yeah, which but like, hit but that. the orange punch was fucking lit last and, night, man. Well, and that's yeah. what brought Callus down too, and yeah, like we were, and he hit that orange punch on Kenny, and like crowd was going nuts, we're going nuts, and he gets the one, two, and then fucking Dan slides the ref out of the ring. Which I guess we'll just you know call it something. Hit, hit watch, watch. yeah, yeah we've got a thousand a new, percent. I mean, we were said at ad nauseum last night. Like at this point, Orange Cassidy is a bigger candidate for hit watch than John Moxley. And how exciting is that? Yeah, if Orange Ca if if we confuse Orange Cassidy's fan following with what hit watch is as an institution. Like Jesus Christ, like that that that's a that's a great move. And you said it last night it was at a fucking fire engine red that I mean, I really did think for a split second he was gonna hit him. Cause he slid him out and then remember the camera turned and cut to orange. Yeah. I thought before it was going to cut, I thought he was going to sock him. <laughs> He's going to get damn callous. Uh, but you know, I mean, this is not going away. Oh, it's Just not. like Moxley and Dan. Mox, one of them is going to get his come up and something. Well, well, and they had the whole buildup where Kenny was like, orange, defer, we, we like you. Yep. Him and Dan did that. So, like, it's it's set up um, 
for Hitwatch to possibly occur. Like, mm. Moxley's kind of veered away from it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But now they've both got a legit chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was right after, yeah, Orange had hit the beach break, and then the Orange punt, you know, we're coming down the stretch, and I actually saw, and I did remember, Callus was like, shit, and he dropped the headset, and so not yeah. quite holy shit, but shit. Mm. He comes down, yeah, Callus pulls the rep, but yeah, there were so many big moves. Um, Orange had hit the Michinoku driver, Pack hit a big brain buster, Kenny hit the J-Driller and the Kreutz Raff, which is where he like kind of dangles him up in the German suplex and throws him back. Uh-huh. Just so many big moves, and like down the stretch, it was just like one after the other after the other, and just the speed and sequencing of it was just so good. Like each guy, like I said, looked so damn good. Yeah. And then it kind of ends, you know. Do we want to go there now? Yeah, yeah so. Go there now? Yeah, Pac had put Orange in the brutalizer, and Kenny was trying to break it up, and he couldn't. So he just bludgeons the ref, which yeah. was so funny, because, like, he kind of looked around. He's like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And just attacked the ref, like, arms up. And then Callus comes down, brings all four of the belts in. And I did kind of like that. He goes one by one and just starts clocking Pac with each belt. And then Orange out of nowhere with the orange punch. And it's like, holy fuck. No, like, that, like what a great moment. It's dude. like, is he, you know, that they built it up so well. And, you know, we knew in our heart of hearts it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But they made it, just like I told you before, yeah. like in the night, I'm like, they're going to make you believe that mm-hmm. Orange is going to win. Yeah. But he's not, I mean, he hits the orange punch and Kenny gets him with the crucifix. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't a one-winged angel. It was coming off the orange punch. He rolled him up like, whew. What a match. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it again. And, like, yeah, Orange is going to get another shot, and it's yeah. going to be tight. and we said it last night. Like, it wasn't his time yet, and it's not Kenny's time to lose it. And this lead, led to a whole other discussion that we're not going to dig into right now. Is just the future world championship contenders, like guys that can legitimately win it in the next three to five years, and Orange is definitely Yeah, yeah, he is. Not as high as, like, Hangman. Maybe mm. Orange being it could be one of those guys that defends or takes the belt off Miro. Mm, yeah. Face like and I like he gets the TNT title first. I think that could be yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they want to build it up a little bit longer, which like that would be good with his character, just to like not let him get to his peak yet. Just yeah, to, that's like, what I'm really sa- generate hype. With, yeah, you know, and people like him already, so they just, it's a gold mine. And he and Miro, they've already a got that, mine. They've already got that feud built in because. You know, the best friends and Miro and Kip had that whole shit. With, oh, yeah. Yeah, the wedding and everything. But you missed the Arcade Anarchy match, which is actually really yeah. good. Um, but, yeah, so there's something inherent there. I could see that potentially happening down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and Pac just looked tremendous the whole match as well. Like, I think that'll lead to a Pac-Kenny singles match for the title because Pac didn't get pinned. Right. Um, which I can't wait to see that. But awesome, awesome Awesome stuff. Yeah, it was great. So we go into the main event, the Stadium Stampede 2, where the Inner Circle defeat the Pinnacle in 32 minutes, 26 seconds. And I want to preface that we just got done watching Stadium Stampede 1 prior to this recording, for if you recall, and we're about to talk about it. So we're going to just kind of compare both matches, but let's, you know, talk through this one first. It was a bit of a letdown from last year's. I still really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but from what they did last year, just wasn't quite the They just couldn't quite recapture that magic. Yeah, and now that I know that kind of retroactively, yeah. like having seen that in reverse, yeah. like seen, <laughs> if, if this is the movie Tenet, you know, 
Like you were normal and I'm inverted. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, it, it doesn't really kind of capture it. Like, like it's a lot more of a dramatic plot match. Big know, plot match. Big plot match. And, uh, you know, uh, like it has like the, the, the highs and lows of a plot match, but um. The one, Stadium Stampede 1 is a lot more of just a consistent, good wrestling. Better flowing. Better flowing, entertaining. Like, because, like, it, you know, Stadium Stampede 2 drags a little bit, particularly in the bar scene, which was a highlight of Stadium Stampede 1. Correct. Low light of Stadium Stampede 2. Yeah, and just we didn't see enough of any of those guys in the bar. Like, that was it. They were on for about four or five minutes. Yeah. And, a good, you know, the strength of one. Well, let's, let's stick with two and we'll get back. So... And again, fun match. Enjoyed it. Good ending. The faces get the win. You know, with a mat or with a show with a lot of heels winning, yeah. you get the happy ending, which is always good. Send the fans home happy. It ended in the ring, yeah. which was another good thing. Um, so it starts with the limo pulling up, with MJF getting out, and the inner circle all rappelling down from the stadium, which is out a bit. Yeah, we didn't exactly love. So, so I saw something um, online that apparently the John Wick from the John Wick films, the stunt choreographer, yeah, helped them. I was gonna, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. sure they did this the safest as possible. Yeah, and like they got a guy from Hollywood to do it. But it so just like kind of makes you feel a little queasy knowing the Owen Hart scenario. But you know, it is what yeah. it is. So they get down. Um, and MJF gets back in the limo, and then we see the Pinnacle drive out on the truck. We were talking when we watched Stadium Stampede 2, we're like, shit, were they even in the ring at all last night? And I looked back, and it was just Sammy and Spears to start, um, which is interesting because they're the ones that ended as well. But it was brief, and then we kind of pair off into the Jericho-MJF battle, yeah. well, you know, back in the bowels of the stadium, uh, MJF sprays him with a fire extinguisher, throws coffee in Jericho's face, and we're taught. You bring up like what Jaguars players are. Yeah, yeah. Well, we go into the the the, the bowels of the facility. Yeah, yeah, and um, we're like, oh yeah, like they're showing too much Jaguars paraphernalia mm -hmm. um, for it not to be it. And so we, you know, obviously Urban Meyer is candidate number one. And so I believe early in the night we were talking about Charlie Strong. Yeah, we were it like was old University of Louisville coach where we both went. He's yeah. now on the staff yeah. of the Jaguars. Yeah, and I guess Preface, he was really successful at Louisville, like pretty beloved, left for Texas and then sucked there and sucked at South Florida. Yeah, and you know then he's kind of since faded in back into the assistant coaching ranks, and um, so. We looked up, we're like, what's he doing now? And I was like, oh, I think he's the defensive coordinator of the Jaguars. Azar looks him up. He's assistant head coach and likes him position. Yeah. But anyways, we're like... You know, what if he's here? Yeah, and so, like, like we say that about two minutes before they bust into Literally the two room. minutes. Yeah. And so Jericho and Imgur bust into the um, head coach's room. And who is... Like, you see Urban Meyer, clearly. He's number one in the shot. Yeah. You know, but then the camera pans over and then you there see... There he is. Charlie Strong. And, and like, we I think lose it. Yeah, this is the biggest lose your shit yeah. um, moment of the night. And, like, it's a great lose your shit moment because it's unexpected. It's based in some sort of weird... We had just talked about yeah, it. Yeah, some sort of weird inside joke we've been mining all night. And then just, bam, here it is in tangible material reality. <laughs> and it was cool. Charlie Strong is all elite, brother. Yeah, and, not, not like, he was more involved than Urban Meyer. For sure, yeah. He was tossing Jericho the footballs. Mm, yeah. And, and that, then, yeah. Well, who gave it? Did Jericho just grab the laptop? Well, he asked it for Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer was like, here you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. So fucking clocked him with it. And uh, Jericho's leaving, and he says, have a great season. And then Urban Meyer goes, Holy shit. Holy shit. I can't know. Like, I wonder, like, 
Somebody had to be pissed at him. Because, like, as a college football coach, I don't think you can do that because you got to go into people's homes and be like, i got to be your surrogate father for four years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want the guy to, you know, be saying holy shit. But now that you're in the NFL, you can be a potty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and he is. Yeah. But, yeah, Filthy. that was just a massive, massive geek. Huge pop from us. Well, is Urban Meyer not a Cincinnati guy as well? He, I think he, I, he was on staff at UC for a period, maybe. He's an Ohio person. Yeah, I don't know if he's from Cincinnati, but yeah, definitely an Ohio man. Yeah. Um, so then we get the big boys, Wardlow and Hager. They pair off and end up fighting in the freezer. You know, some moves on, like, pallets and boxes. You know, again, something we didn't see last... The good thing in this is they did different shit than well, last Well, they, they had different locales, but, like... Well, let's not go to Steam Stampede. We'll, we'll save the comparisons for them. Yeah. But, comma, wait on it. Yeah. Assholes. So then we get Sammy and Spears in the chair room, which I thought was a pretty cool thing. You know. Oh, yeah. Open the door and Spears is there, like, spotlight. He's sitting on the chair. He picks, and there's just chairs all around him. Yeah. That was a cool scene. Fun scene. Sammy, remember, like, jumped off a forklift in oh, there, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. So, that was cool. Um, and Spears ended up handcuffing Sammy, but he got the bolt cutters. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the club, and yeah. And, and yeah, like we've been going for fifteen plus minutes, and we're like, FTR Santana Ortiz just haven't been in this match. Mm-hmm. We get to the club in, in the stadium, and it, it was a different bar too. But. Yeah, it was like an actual nightclub, yeah. and like people were sitting at tables, and like then they all show up, and I think they shared a drink first, and then they're hitting each other with bot. They're hitting patrons, uh-huh. and I love that like all these people are getting their ass beat, and like every, other people are just still sitting and enjoying their drinks. Having a nice night. Yeah. Like you'd think it'd be like the CNN Center when Vince busts through, everyone fucking yeah, panics. Just, just a pure panic. But yeah, yeah. they're just still sitting. There. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we get Conan revealed as the DJ, which I mean, you don't know much about Conan, but in yours, like he was from the Vegas episode. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legendary luchador wrestler. He was in WCW back in their prime mm-hmm. and has wrestled a ton in Mexico and lucha. Like, he's a legend. So, right. cool to see him back, but he didn't really do it. But, like, the music was just kind of a geek, yeah. too, while this was all going on. But, again. But- well, like, we said a lot of cutting. Just a lot of, like, yes. not knowing who's ahead. Yeah. You know, like, just you really kind of don't know who's got the advantage in the match. It was just kind of like a... An action scene in a movie. Yeah, like that's a, a bad good... action scene where you're just bah, 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 and yeah, a lot know? of the patrons. Like London were... has fallen. Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, and like the patrons were getting beat up, and yeah, it was it was a lot harder to follow. For sure. Um, so we go. I think there was another brief Wardlow Hager thing that kind of led to nothing, and then we go back to Jericho and MJF. Uh, with the Shad Khan cardboard cutout. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think Jericho like gave it a pat on the head. Yeah, it was used as a weapon, but it yeah. wasn't destroyed. Jericho then stapled something on MJF's head, throws him through the glass door, they get back into the arena, ends up like dangling him over the balcony. No, I think that was MJF who was dangling Jericho over the balcony, right? Teasing him falling. Oh, yeah, it was. So, yeah, Jericho threw MJF through the glass door. Um, He's bloody at that point. Then they end up back into the arena, and they're kind of brawling. They're back into Daly's place, and, yeah, they're fighting, and then MJF is kind of, like, almost throwing Jericho off the balcony. Like teasing, throwing Jericho from a tall height. Yet again. And, you know, obviously it wasn't going to happen, but they made it look good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you should have done. Yeah. (laughs) Considering what happened to Blood and Guts. So then cuts away from them, and we have Spears coming back to the ring with all the fans. You know, 
were like, well, they bring the fans to the stadium. That was probably not going to happen. But I guess before the match, I just didn't think like, oh, this is going to end in the arena. That made all the sense with the fans there. So they're back. Cool moment for Sammy as he hit Spears with the golf cart, which was a big thing last year. Um, And it was cool just seeing the inner circle as faces too, you know, on the other side of this. But... They get back into the ring and do some chair shit and um, ends up with Sammy crashing him into the chair, getting up, hitting the 630 for the victory. And it was fun. I enjoyed it, but I was let down and it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, which is kind of how Blood and Guts was too. They're both very fun and entertaining. Yeah, um, I guess having seen Sam Stampede 1 after this... um... Like, I was thoroughly entertained the whole time. I kind of wish it would have ended. Like, I get why it ends with Sammy, because Sammy was, like, the victim of this whole conflict with yeah. Jericho and MJF. Like, it would have been maybe a bit more satisfying had Jericho got the Pinned hand on MJF. MJF. Yeah, we were, and we were talking about that as it was happening, But too. But you know what? You can save that for later, because this conflict obviously is going to continue to some degree. Yeah. Um, but, like, this was fine. Yeah. Um, it was. I, I think fine is a good way to describe it. Yeah, and again, fans go home happy, they rejoice. Wednesday, May 9th, 6.24pm. Is he still out there? Yeah. Uh, it's been like an hour. Did we call the police or something? Or like... <laughs> I don't know if we can do that to him. I don't. I mean, we don't even really know the guy, but he's got to want something. Yeah, I mean, like when it gets dark, he has to leave. He yeah. has to, right? He's a loon. I don't know. He has to. Um. Well, I guess we just gotta wait until out till then. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't want to deal with this right now. Me neither. All right. Well. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fuck. But yeah, so let's just go right into Stadium Stampede 1, because, you know, there is a lot of comparisons. For, um, for um, the newly returned, if you recall. Yes. No more total, no, no more yeah. naming things after Schwarzenegger and Colin Farrell. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. if you recall is back, baby. Which, like, no idea why he didn't know that Total Recall was a movie that's been made twice. He's a loon. He's a crazy person, but, like, I guess he came around, but whatever. Yeah. He's still a crazy person. <laughs> so, yeah, if... You recall. Hey. So we went back to Double or Nothing of 2020 because Bo had never seen Stadium Stampede 1. And we were planning on doing this even prior to last night. Sure. So I'm like, this was a big deal and like, you just got to see it. And, uh, you know, the presentation, everything completely different. Yeah. You know, they come out you've got the Jaguars cheerleaders and the band and they're all kind of being introduced one by one coming out the tunnels. So... That in and of itself was different. Inner Circle's got the football jerseys on. That was cool. Um, Hangman isn't there. And then they charge, and, like, Kenny's got a broom, and one of them's got a trash can, and they just, like, run toward them. Like, that was a cool way to start it. It was. It was like the um, X-Men animated series introduction. That's what they do. Oh, really? The bad guys charge at each other. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, then they do end up... They use the ring for a few minutes and do some cool shit in there. Um, you know, ends up ha- uh, Hangman finally arrives and chases Sammy off on the, on the horse. horse. Yeah, that was cool. Um, like this, 
Stadium Stampede took its time with its segments. Yes. You know, and it allowed these segments to kind of develop. It built naturally. Like, everyone started together yeah. and kind of segmented off. Which, like, we can say, like, what what was the most interesting part of Stadium Stampede, Stadium Stampede 2? Jericho and MJF shit with Charlie Strong or Meyer and that whole saga yeah. that happened with them. And then and that the rest, was kind of it. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of it. Like, Sammy was kind of like there a the little Sammy bit. The Sammy Spears stuff I'd put number two. Like, the, yeah. the chair room the chair and then room. the stuff at the end was done well. Yeah, yeah, and the stuff at the end, I mean, it was what ended the match. Yeah. You know, and um, but then other than that, it was just kind of eh. Yeah, I mean, it it went it took too long getting from one segment to the next and yeah. because everyone wasn't there together at one point in the beginning, it's yeah. like guys like FTR and Sam, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Like I even wrote down when I realized that Stadium Stampede 1 was better than 2. Yeah. And it was when Hager uh when so I guess do we want to skip to this part yet? Right, go, let, let, let's hold off on it cuz then that's at the bar. Let's well, talk about yeah, the Yeah, beginning. so we'll just quickly go through it. So they go into the ring for a while, it spills out and they're doing a bunch of fun shit. First big thing, we had Matt Jackson doing the moonsault off the goalpost. Mm -hmm. Then they spill up into the stands, and they're hitting each other with the soft cones, oh, which yeah. wouldn't hurt one bit. Um, uh, those were, remember when Jericho put that up one on his head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we cut back to Hangman backstage, who goes to the bar. And then we have Santana and Ortiz with Kenny and Matt Hardy. They go up, like, to the concourse. This had, I think this may have been, like, the bar scenes I know is iconic, but I think this may have been my favorite bar. Yeah, this one was... Of any stadium stampede I've seen. Yeah, because they end up putting Kenny, they double powerbomb him through that guardrail, yeah. through the table. Then Matt Hardy comes to break it up, and they end up in the pool. And Ortiz is scared because he can't swim, so yeah. he's very hesitant about getting in. They start to drown Matt Hardy, and then he becomes his different gimmicks. Which, that was the best part. Yeah, you know, like, like, like that, you know, that was, I don't know, like, the, the, the delete stuff, which I saw after the fact, is yeah. fun. But, like, now you see him as, like, big money Matt, who's, like, playing this very obvious character. But this, like, just really shows how great of a wrestler he Yeah, is. just like, going through like, all three. this is three. my favorite thing I've seen in Matt Hardy, period. Yeah. You know, it was, for me, at least. It was yeah. very well done. Um, he ends up... Getting the best of them, putting them through a table, hits, dings the bell, and Ortiz is just like convulsing. Oh, and, yeah, 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 and just tapes him up. Which, like, I, I enjoyed the silliness of this whole thing. And then he throws Santana into in the, the ice machine. Yeah, into the ice machine and uses the um, broomstick to. And then uh, he says, This will help your inflammation. Yeah, he is <laughs> in a his broken guy. In his broken Mad Hardy voice. Then we have Hager meeting Hangman at the bar. Hangman says, did you come here to fight or did you come here to drink? They drink, then they fight, and you were going to say something oh, yeah. about well, the bar I was gonna scene. Say, well, well, when I knew Stadium Stampede 1 was better than 2 was when Hager walks up and sees that horse. Yeah. And he's like, you know. Yeah. like like, And that's like a very subtle, like, before the storm moment. But, like, I don't know. Like, that was just like, oh, yeah. Like, they've left everything here. They've left all the pieces here for you to, like, anticipate this in the best way possible. And, like, just, like, that was just a moment where I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Stadium Stampede 2 had nothing like that, you know? Yep. Like, yeah, the wait, continuity of the match itself yeah. all made well, sense. Well, yeah, and you had the Heyman plot, like, meandering, 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 and then, like, you know, finally it connected back to the main story. Yep. Like, in a great and satisfying way. Like, yep. it was just right there, and it was good. And Hager got, you know, he was largely one-upping him, um, you know, hit him with the Uranagi on the pool table, which Hangman did like the flip to avoid him and then backed off. Like that was really cool. And then he Hager slides Hangman all the way across um, the bar, which is classic. Uh, and then Kenny, his tag team partner who had just been through everything with Santana and Ortiz and Hardy comes to save him. And then 
they get one over on him and they do their milk and whiskey chug, which that was all fun. Um, and then we get back out to the field and that's another, like last night it wasn't on the field at all. Yeah. Other than the very beginning. And like some of the stuff on the field was such a geek on oh, this. Yeah, like yeah. Jericho hitting him with the chain. He's oh, like, that'll yeah. move the chain. And, and the 100 yard suplex. Yeah, the 100 yard suplex. Um, Jericho calling for the challenge and yeah. saying, you're a shitty referee. Yeah. Hangman running the line over Jericho. Like all that stuff was such yeah, a geek. Yeah, it was great. Um, Nick Jackson super kicking Jericho into the kicking net. Uh, you know, all just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Matt Jackson gets flagged for celebrating after doing that. Then he super kicks the ref. Um, and then we come down to the stretch and you have Nick Jackson going all the way up to the top of the stairs only to run back down the stairs. And, and JR's like, he's getting my man Yeah, and he's not And no, he's all. not, yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? And he does a big splash through the table. Um, and then we see Sammy come out and he like rolls on the sprinkler and he thinks he won. And then like the golf cart comes, yeah. which had been, it was Matt Hardy and Kenny who had run him over like the week or two prior on dynamite and like everything Sammy's been through, he just sells it so well. Just yeah. if he's like, not again. And he starts running and gets away, but goes up into the stands and then you see Neo one. Because, so, like, Sammy had killed Vanguard 1, which yeah. was Matt's other drone. And they end up fighting, and Kenny gets him up into fucking huge one-winged angel. Biggest fucking, like, angel 15, 20 seen. feet down. Yeah. Uh, you know, we similar to, like, how Jericho, when he fell off the cage, like, this wasn't that different in terms of, like, it was padded, cardboard, whatever. But this one just looked so much better. Yeah, it just shot better. And Infinitely that, better. And that was that. Yeah, Stadium Stampede 1. Rules. significantly better yeah no i mean well it's just a, a lot more fun and it doesn't have the plot match trappings of it it doesn't have like the the dramatic arc that's coursing through it but like in its little pieces it adds up to something greater yeah just the match itself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. then the then the narrative hole that powered two. i agree that's opinion. a great way yeah just the logic of the match itself was just so much better that everyone was involved together a lot more, at least at one point, then they broke up, and then they all kind of ended up back on the feet. It was just, it was chunked out much better. Um, so yeah, number two, definitely below expectations, still fun. With, you know, in retrospect, I wish Kenny, Orange, and Pac would have main evented, but again, you have the heel winning there, so you send the fans home happy with the faces, yeah. but... What a fucking fun show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to recap kind of double or nothing last night as a whole, like I'd put it as a top three AEW pay-per-view along with double or nothing 2019 and revolution 2020. And again, just the crew of people we had and full fans coming out of the pandemic, just had a blast. Good night. Very, very good. Very good. And, um, yeah, just, you know, this is kind of the closing of a lot of chapters in AEW, and I feel like we're going to get a lot of kind of fresh storylines now, mm-hmm. so very excited. Yeah, you get to see what they do with their summer. Yeah, just like in us. general, very, you know, like now unofficially begins the build to All Out, which we've got, you know, three plus months, but sure. there's going to be a lot of shit that happens yeah. between now and then, yeah. so... Excited to uh, experience my first summer with AEW, see what they got. Yeah, and that'll be your last pay-per-view to kind of close out the full year for you, because yeah. we started on full gear of 2020. God, like, that seems like it was two years ago. <laughs> I know. Christ. So yeah, that's, I think, September 5th, something oh, like okay, that. okay, so Labor Day. So, uh, yeah. 
Um, what <laughs> burns my butt? Anus. Anus. Ass. Yeah, we figured we'd stick uh, with a little what burns my ass as we continue to kind of figure out how we're going to structure the show and what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think we do want to bring back the, uh, now that we're back to AEW, the Star Wars cam yeah. comparisons. We're not quite ready for that yet, but I think that's, yeah. we got to finish those out. Yeah, so that'll be next week. We've got What's Diet Pepsi, be? Pepsi One, Diet Mountain Dew, which we're going to make up, and the Golden Yoda can, so yeah, that'll be coming, and you know, as we've said, we don't really know what all we're going to be doing here. Yeah. Um, we're just going to kind of figure it out. Obviously, yeah. this one with Double or Nothing was easy, uh -huh. um, but we figured we'd uh, still uh, say what burns our asses yeah. and we didn't really talk about this beforehand but you got anything um i got two things number okay. one i think i have an abscessed tooth right now <laughs> that that'll burn you yeah yeah well i noticed like my gum hurt my left gum and then like yesterday when i woke up i noticed like oh yeah something's swollen up there and i'm like ah oh, jesus oh fuck you know gotta go to the dentist and something fucked up happened number two number two I don't hate this so much, but it's just a thing you have to deal with are the cicadas. Yeah. Like, man, like, they just do not care. Like, so now we live, I think, in an area of the United States where these 13-year cicadas. 17, I think. Are, right? they, are they the 17-year cicadas? Yeah, I think so. Well, they are a 17-year cicada on a WrestleMania event. Yep. Because they are all over the place. Like, they are just, you know, they just don't care. They'll just fly onto you, fly into you, you know, like... I'll admit, like, I expected to see more. Yeah. Like, you can hear them here like crazy. I, I've seen tons of their dead skin. Yeah, like, I see more of the dead up. ones. Yeah. But even even still, like, you he we heard all about they're coming, they're coming, they they're coming. They were flying all over Lee. Yeah. They wanted a piece of Lee really bad. <laughs> yeah, the cicada. And I, I think they're here, what, like a month or so maybe? But yeah. Yeah. Well, what a life, though, if you think about it. It's like, yo, I spent 13 years as an infant. Hey, and yo. Then, hey, Jericho. yo, Jericho. And then for six, and then six, for six years, it's like instant society. Yeah. It's like, boom, here we go. Like, we need to have sex. We need to eat. We need to do this. We need to do that. And then we need to die. Yep. You know, it's like, you know, like, could you imagine? No. You know, like, like 13 years of just, like, sucking in nutrients and learning how to do shit and then... You do shit for a tiny frag, and it's just a, it's. And then you're done. Yeah, it's evolutionarily a bizarre, uh, bizarre existence. Bizarre. <laughs> Man, um, that, 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 those, those things kind of burn my ass, and not a scalding way, but just a yeah, uh, like a first degree burn, a light sizzle. Yeah, yeah, tiny. Yeah, I mean, I've got plenty of shit like in my personal life and work that I don't even want to dive into, but it's there. But I'll keep mine wrestling related. And one AEW, one New Japan. AEW, where's Phoenix? Yeah, you know, like I, I haven't done enough to research. Like, is he hurt? I don't think he's hurt. It's but not like, a double or nothing at all. How was he not on this show? Put yeah. him in the battle royal. Give him. I mean. We said it, like, when you, before we left to go to WWE, the True. first two-plus months of the year, Phoenix was on fucking fire. Like, I'm, I said to Azar, I'm like, he's one of the best five wrestlers in the world now, yeah. bar none. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of disappeared. Yeah. I mean, he and Pac had the great tag match against the Young Bucks that you didn't see, but, like, he was, like, so far up here at, like, the end of February, and now it's like, where the fuck is he? And, again, yeah. I don't know if he's hurt. Um... But yeah, just kind of a bummer, and I miss him. Yeah, I do too. I, he, um, last night, like that was the biggest wanna, void. Yeah, I don't, yeah, biggest void. I don't want to say it could have used him, but yeah, like he could have done some shit in that battle royal. That's for sure. Oh, hell yeah, could have spiced it up. And then New Japan, just in general, um, Osprey had to give up the title. They took a bit of a. They're just in shambles. The booking since they came back from the pandemic last year has been kind of a nightmare. They're still having amazing matches, but. 
Um, in 2017, 18, 19, it was by far the best promotion in the world, the best wrestling I've ever seen, and I just miss it. Um, yeah. I think they're going to get back on track with the G1 this fall, but um, yeah, AEW uh, has surpassed them in my well, mind. Well, well, maybe they're getting back on track will coincide with us. I think that would be. Yeah. You know, let's. And, and the more we believe it'll happen, the more likely it'll be that it'll happen. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, hey, uh, I think that's really all we got planned for today, right? Pretty much. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's Memorial Day. Uh, you know, we're going to edit this thing. Um, I want to have some hamburgers. I don't know about you. <laughs> We've still recorded for a pretty good amount yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no good chunk. But, man, it's it's good to be back. Uh, it is I, very good to be I back. I don't know. Like, like I, I don't feel like we're staring down this narrowing tunnel this like pressure cooker where like you know the future seems like a lot more stressful like i don't want to say bleep but like just like there's going to be more trials i just feel like it's just much more just open well we don't and, have um, anyone to answer to right now no, you know like no we don't no contracts i mean i guess the goldman thing we'll have to figure out what that means yeah uh well you know i uh <laughs> as long as we kind of are able to continue to be ourselves during that. I mean, yeah, we could use, like, you know, we got entrenched in WWE for a month and a half, two sure, months. Yeah, like, yeah. we could still use, you know, I know he wants to, I don't know. We'll I, figure I, I, it I out. I don't know. Like, it feels weird, but, hey, <laughs> we do weird. Like, yeah, like, we, like, are, like, we like, are weird. We are weird. Weird, <laughs> it, it, weird is, like, just sort of the nature of the road that we walk upon. So, what the hell? What the hell? Well, hey, uh, we love you all. Uh, yeah, for sure. This has been sick. We're happy to be back, and uh, sky's the limit here. Uh, we're going to start, you know, we've got Marvez coming up. That's going to be amazing. Alex. We're going to keep hyping that up. Can't wait. A couple more interviews to announce. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun summer. Oh, it's going to be a fun summer. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, thanks for sticking around with us through our trials and uh, Micah I hope you get bailed out of jail for throwing that bottle of Kyrie Irving it was disappointing <laughs> okay well uh, hey you all take care and behave yourself on this Memorial Day weekend I hope USA <laughs> County <laughs> Wednesday May 9th 10:57 p.m. all right. Well, here we go. Well, all right. Here goes nothing. Hey, Greg. How's it going, man? Uh, hey, Brent Beaumont. How the fuck are you? We're all right, man. Uh, yeah, a little uh, disarmed, disturbed. I can't, Disoriented. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little dis, confused. Dis, dis something. It has to do with you. What are you doing here? Yeah. So, well, well I, was, I was watching the show the other day, right? And I saw that you're not covering WWE anymore. And I figured, well, you talk about me all the time on the show and I'm like the biggest WWE mock there is. So I figure, let me get on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, like are kind of, you know, we're thinking about doing sort of like a reboot. And, yeah. We're uh, in between things right now. We don't really know. And, uh, so factoring that in, the future seems extensive. And but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm you know, I'm really excited to be a part of this team. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna be the whole show, the three of us, the Brain Buster Boys. Wait, wait, wait a minute! Did, did, did you let him on the team? No, I uh, just... no, no. Uh... Hey, hey, listen! I'll, I'll I'll stay out of your hair. Let me know when we're going to record next week. I'll see you guys later.
nice to meet ya. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit.